Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft podcast presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sports book app and daily fantasy app and we are getting close right right about now would be combine time normally the draft is two months away get fired up this is the podcast for you the only one you need you can check me out on social at ross tucker nfl we are at ross tucker pod twitter instagram facebook the whole deal youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl and for the second consecutive week a former co-host of the College Draft Podcast, is stepping to the plate to go through a position group. And in this case, I believe that we have the two best running back scouts in the media, in the galaxy, on today's College Draft Podcast. Of course, my co-host, Emery Hunt, who is fantastic, at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football game plan on YouTube, the key this time of year, footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide coming soon. Correct, Emery? Yeah, we're uh, on corners now, grading corners all day uh, today, tomorrow, and then moving on to safety. So uh, we should be done by Thursday with, you know, the complete position. So just finished outside linebackers this past weekend, which was, yeah, impressive to see linebackers in general. Uh, but yeah, we're moving right along. Should be on schedule for a March 1st release. And we're joined today by my buddy Matt Waldman from the Rookie Scouting Portfolio, who just said he was up all night, okay, watching wide receivers. I hope, Matt, that's not an excuse if Emery whoops your butt right now breaking down the running backs. Oh, well, you know, I think we'll have a good time here. I think this is going to be an Oklahoma drill of epic proportions. <laughs> Ooh, I like that you said Oklahoma. More on that in a little bit. Uh, let's start, though, guys. And you can check out Matt on Twitter as well, at Matt Wallman. Matt even did a uh, a preview tweet last night. I love it. And you, can, you proved that you were up late last night with that preview tweet. That was like at midnight. That Matt tweeted that out, talking about coming on the show. All right, so let's get into running backs. 
And we'll start with you, Emery. This is the position you played. Matt, this is the position that you kind of became known for, your running back breakdowns. Who do you feel like Emery is the top back and why? You know, I, I think it's Najee Harris. I have him as my top back. And, you know, he does a lot of things really well, especially with uh, in, in conjunction with what's going on in today's game, having to be able to be all three downs. Um, you know, he's he's a good blocker. He's good with vision. Footwork is where it needs to be. The vision is where it needs to be. And he's a really good threat as a receiver. I'm talking about downfield in the passing game. Um, and he proved this year that he has a little bit more burst to his game. So I compared him to Le'Veon Bell in terms of what he's able to do from a complete package. Again, when we started this, Ross, it was, you know, he reminds me a lot of Steven Jackson. And then we moved on to Deuce McAllister. And now we're at Le'Veon Bell for the final comp. But all three of those guys were tremendous NFL tailbacks. Matt, who do you have as your top guy? I love it. And certainly, you know, Najee Harris is a fantastic prospect. I'm going to go a little deeper into the well and probably a guy that a lot of people aren't putting at the top, but he's finished so strong. And I've loved what he's done at at two programs, Oklahoma and Ohio State. And that's Trey Sermon. Um, You know, when I watch this guy play, I love the ability to break tackles. I love how he's able to set up runs. He's someone that has the vision to be able to, you know, work against penetration, to be able to bounce it outside, also to be able to create with his movement. Now, a lot of people don't think of him as a a highly elusive back, but he has those really efficient movements that make the most sense for the NFL game because he's that guy who can open his hips um, within one step. He can also really use both his upper body and lower body in conjunction to make defensive backs miss at the edge. So when he gets that corner, he can make fools out of cornerbacks and and safeties coming downhill to try and force that back inside. And I love what he does also as a pass protector. He's someone that can really do a great job, you know, against A-gap blitzes. He can slide across and move defenders when he needs to. And he's someone that while underused in the passing game, we've seen with a lot of backs that don't get a lot of touches as, you know, a lot of targets. They still, when you see the quality of targets that they get, and and Trey Sermon has done that in, at Oklahoma and Ohio State, I think he's an all-around back, and I think he's got a very subtle game that is going to stand out even more once he gets the NFL. Let's move on to the elusive category, Emery, and uh, it's amazing that UNC has two good running backs like that. Who do you have as your most elusive guy, Emery? Michael Carter. By far. Um, And I've been on this since the summer. When you watch him run, um, you know, everyone, and I always love to say this because it's so true, but everyone focuses on, you know, someone's size at that position when this is probably the one position where size is not a skill. You know, um, this goes all the way back to everyone, you know, since 1920, right? Uh, So when you think about Michael Carter, he can be his own blocker because you can't really touch him in space. And he also avoids those hits because, again, you can't touch him or hit him. And I always say you can't hit what you can't catch, you can't hurt what you can't touch. So his size is irrelevant when you're talking about someone like that. And when you watch him run interior run plays, these you know these inside zones or gap plays or what have you, this is a guy that can run down the middle of a defense, which you have your D tackles, your backers, um, and not get touched. 
So if you can be your own blocker in that sense, along with the vision he has, that's a big reason why he's able to rip off those yards and chunks. So if I had to compare his game to someone, it would be Daryl Henderson of the Los Angeles Rams. Interesting. Okay. I, I always love the NFL player comps. And I think it's very helpful for the listeners and the people checking us out on YouTube, just because a lot of people aren't as familiar with these college backs. Who do you have as your most elusive guy, Matt? Well, I think the guy that probably, when you think about the classic level of elusiveness of making people miss on a, you know, both dramatically and more subtly, I would say Javian Hawkins is certainly up there. And when you think about what he's able to do at Louisville, he, he reminds me a little bit of like a young, light version of Clinton Portis in the way that he's able to, to bounce things outside, the way that he can make people miss with layers of movement as well as just with efficient movement. So he's the same type of guy that can give you that fancy spin move and, and, and you know, press the B button, or he's the guy that can open his hips with just one step and be able to get out. Or if you need him to be able to layer different moves in the open field, he can do that too. Um, so he's a guy that I think is very slippery and, and he's able to avoid a lot of contact because of the fact that, it, you know, of his movement and, or at least mitigate something that's going to be like hard contact, a hard hit and turn it into either a reach or a wrap as opposed to someone getting their body on them. All right. So Javian Hawkins, Clinton Portis. I haven't heard that name. Well, former teammate of mine. Let me just tell you guys a quick story. He was the worst. He and Aaron Schobel, the two worst practice players I was ever around. I mean, Clinton would barely move in practice. Barely like, and and Aaron Schobel would wear sneakers untied, untied laces. Let me just tell you, those two guys, they played as hard as anybody I've ever played football with in my entire life on Sundays. I mean, Portis would fly downfield, downfield blocking like 30 yards down the field. Schobel was relentless. But it, like when people say, oh, you can't just flip the switch, some guys can. Those two guys could. They, they could flip that switch. It was unbelievable. All right, let's get to some underrated guys. Um, Emery, I know this is sort of your specialty. So give me one or two guys that you think are really underrated. Well, they're, they're both from Louisiana. Um, one, Puka Williams. And I think people people in, in let's say, the draft industry are always excited about what they saw last. Case in point, you saw people talking up Brian Robinson, the backup to Najee Harris, uh, because they saw him last in the playoff game and started to, you know, put those out, those fillers out there, like, oh well, you know, if this guy can get, you know, some more carries, he could be, he could be someone that could be a starter. They forget about guys that actually have the talent and have done things consistently over time, like Puka Williams. When you watch Puka Williams play, you see a guy that is not afraid to run interior. He's also got great vision and footwork. When your eyes and your feet are in unison, it looks like jazz music or it sounds like jazz music uh, as far as the visual form of what it's supposed to look like. Everything just looks fluid. And he's able to make moves while going downhill. Puka Williams has everything that you want in the back. People will look at his 170-pound frame and say, oh, well, he's going to get broken up. He didn't get broken up at Kansas. He didn't get broken up uh, in high school down there in, I think, Hanville. Um, and he did a great job in all aspects, running, receiving, and also as a returner. So he can help you day one immediately in any type of role you want to have him play. Uh, and when you look at 
Josh Johnson from UL Monroe, compactly built. Uh, me and him are about the same size, about five nine nine ish in some in a half two fifteen. He has really good contact balance, so you can hit him. You're not knocking him over. You're probably bumping him to the side. He's able to regain that burst and balance, and his second his secondary moves are what makes him special. It's almost like a guy in Kareem Hunt. You know, it, it, although my Kareem Hunt comp is probably more suited for Jamar Jefferson for Oregon State, but Josh Johnson has a lot of those same traits where you see it from a from a ten thousand foot level. Like, man, how did he get there? There's no way he can get there. And I'm talking about that cutback but he's able to make it work for him. It doesn't look natural, but he gets there and also is able to be effective. And you had the game this year, Ross, I think against Army, but we know UL Monroe was just a complete cluster this year, completely um, from a team perspective. There's three NFL prospects on that team, uh, but Josh Johnson is a tremendous back. Whoever gets him is getting still. Yeah, so watching this, the some of the tape of him and the stats, he's impressive. They were... Not good. Their O-line was uh, an issue. Army's run defense is excellent. But he just kept coming, man. He he, he was relentless. By the way, I don't know, Matt. It, 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 it might be a close contest to see whether I love people from Pennsylvania more or Emory loves people from Louisiana, especially, like, running backs from Louisiana versus, like, linemen tight ends from Pennsylvania. I mean – Emery and I could go toe-to-toe in our affinity for people from where we're from. <laughs> I can understand that because Trey Sermon's from Georgia, actually. So there you go. You know but, what? Uh, it, it, I will say this, though. It really is funny. Like, And I know, Matt, you get philosophical sometimes, but it's hard to evaluate, like for me to evaluate offensive linemen and not appreciate the guys that have the qualities that – I think are important in part because it's the things that I was actually good at. So like in my head, right. I think the teams should have valued that a little bit more. I think that's what matters and is important probably because that's what I was good at. So when I watch a guy, I like guys I can tell are smart, tough, play hard. Yeah. I mean, long arms and being a great athlete, those are probably pretty nice too, but it's just funny. Like we all, it's impossible to truly be objective. That's, impossible. Why, that's why I'm laughing because I, I, that's how I feel about blitz pickup. Like, yeah, I don't care too much about that. Probably because I never was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and it, it is, there's like this whole imprinting, you know, it's like that whole psychological imprinting. You know, I was a Cleveland Browns fan. And then after that, it was, you know, the, the, the Eddie George era in Tennessee. And then maybe the Marshawn Lynch era in Seattle and, you, and you think about, you know, for me, it's it's four, three defenses with man-to-man cornerbacks and a smart quarterback and, and a running game that can basically shove it down your throat. And so I, I, I understand completely, but I laugh because when I think about Emery's, you know, Emery's underrated guys, you know, Puka Williams, I mean, the story about him that's most fascinating is he had an accident with a lawnmower, had his toes cut off on his right foot. And basically, his coach didn't know anything about it in high school. He was just stuffing basically towels into a towel, like a towel into his uh, his foot, into his shoe, and nobody kn- knew the difference until like a teammate basically let a coach know that that was going on. And you know, 
one of my underrated guys was actually working with Puka Williams until he transferred to Virginia Tech, and that's Khalil Herbert. I've, you know, last time I was on the show with you, I think this past summer I mentioned Khalil Herbert, and he's a guy that I, I he reminds me a lot in a way of Dalvin Cook, in the way that a lot of people looked at Dalvin Cook and said, you look at the combine numbers and say vertical leap wasn't great. His 40 time wasn't amazing. Maybe he's not this top athlete, but what they don't understand sometimes is that the player, the way that he runs the ball sometimes doesn't match what the athletic testing is about. And when you look at Dalvin Cook, he has what's called curvilinear movement, the ability to bend around corners without having to make hard cuts and do it at top speed. Khalil Herbert has that same type of skill. So does Trey Sermon. But there are guys that can cross the field, like cross the face of linebackers and safeties at full speed in that second level, or to be able to go around the corner and do it at such a rate that they don't need that hard cutting to get down the hill. He has that too. He also has the ability to to break tackles and really get yards after contact. So Herbert's one of my underrated guys. And I don't know if Ramondre Stevenson really should be underrated, but certainly when you have Kennedy Brooks and then you had Trey Sermon and before that you had, you know, Mixon and then you had all these other backs, you know, a guy who's at 2000 yards at a Juco program and comes out and people are like, he's kind of slow. And then I watch him at Florida and he's making fools out of, cornerbacks at the edge with his quick short area quickness and the ability to bend and to at least do things that I remember LeGarrette Blunt or even James, Con- you know, James Connor doing, um, you know, being able to open the hips again and make people miss great receiving skills. I mean, someone with just soft hands tracks the ball exceptionally well, and he knows he's a power back. I mean, if he has to, drop his pen. He's not like a guy like, I hate to say like Michael Bush as an example, but he's a guy who didn't know he was a power back for a while. And then he had to figure it out when he was with the Raiders. But at Louisville, he didn't quite know that. He was kind of more like Brandon Jacobs. They thought they, they could juke everybody at their size. And a guy like Ramondre Stevenson, you watch him against, you know, in short yardage situations, he drops those pads and he'll run through some head-on hits with defensive tackles and, and be able to get across the goal line. And when I see guys who can move box defenders with direct collisions like that, as well as be able to make people miss, I want them, even if their long speed doesn't blow people away. Emery, let's get to your biggest surprise. It's always a surprise name. A lot of times I've never even heard of the guy. Who's the biggest surprise that you found? Well, first I want to say, I, I know uh, we're reminded – Ramondre Stevenson, you know, somewhere Chuck Knox and Spike Dykes are smiling like, you know what, I can feed him the ball 55 times a game and be good. You know, Bam Morris like it and, and, you know, that ground Chuck offense uh, with the Rams, whoever big back he was going to get the ball to. But um, I would say the biggest surprise for me was watching Jake Funk out of Maryland. (laughs) You know, you see a guy declare and you're like, you you see the name, you're like, why would somebody from Maryland declare at that position, you know, and you don't see that happen often. And when I watched him, I was like, man, he, he has good all-around game, just a natural fluidity about his game, good vision, good footwork. Um, he's able to, you know, uh, he, you rarely see him take a loss. So I think he has good all-around game as, as a tailback. And it was surprising to see someone, you know, declare early from Maryland, didn't really have the gaudy stats, but when you watch his 
his game and you see the traits that he does possess and you see all of those things translating to the next level. So whether he's someone's starter or I think he's best served as a complimentary guy because he's proven that at Maryland that he doesn't need a lot of volume to be successful, I was surprised by his game. And then who's your uh, who's your biggest surprise, Matt? I like this Indiana back, Stevie Scott. Um, when I watch him play, I love, you know, the, the line didn't always give him the greatest holes, but he's a good small crease runner who's decisive and someone that anticipates openings. And if they're not there, he'll make some. And he's a guy that also has enough quickness to get the edge. He's also efficient with his footwork to avoid penetration, catches the ball well. And, yeah, he can block, too. And he's a guy that handles box defenders pretty well in the same way that A.J. Dillon kind of handled guys pretty well in that respect. And I'd say that there's a little bit of A.J. Dillon to Stevie Scott's game. And I, and I think that he's a guy that um, can, can really fill in and be a contributor and maybe even eventually be a, a counted-on committee back. My biggest surprise is that for the second week in a row, DraftKings is still giving you $100 if you bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. Just think about that for a second. $1, any team hit a three-pointer, any game this week. If your team makes it, you cash $100. Those are pretty good odds. Just make sure you use the promo code ROSS when you do it. Terms and conditions apply as always. But go ahead and do that. DraftKings Sportsbook, the greatest. And I love the fact that you can get offers like that. I also love the fact that we've got one more category. And, uh, again, this is the Emory Hunt special, if you will. The small school standout. Even more than surprise, even more than underrated. Small. I mean, Matt, they, they give Emory ballots. I just saw Emery tweet this morning about his ballot. I never got a ballot. Why don't I get an FCS ballot? I played one double A. Emery's tweeting, I just submitted my one double A, my FCS ballot. I'm jealous now. Anyway, who's your small school standout, Emery? Well, this is kind of, you know, unfortunate because there's not many to draw from. There's like one dude that's a small college guy uh, in this draft class because we know everyone in the FCS, virtually everyone is playing in the spring are just kicking off in fall of 2021. So not a lot to pull from. And I will say this, he wasn't my top graded small college guy, FCS guy going into the season. So we'll just have to wait until 2021 to get that name or those guys. Um, But right now it's Jaquan Hardy from Tiffin, who is excellent to be quite honest. Um, You know, you talk about someone that has good production, uh, a healthy yards per carry average. And, you know, I watched, the, the game he had against Finley and was impressed with, you know, how consistent he was as far as, you know, breaking tackles and, you know, not just as, for the sake of crashing into people and breaking tackles, but, you know, those subtle movements that Matt talked about earlier where uh, you're not taking a direct shot and able to keep on trucking and keep on moving. He has a nice, some nice springs in his leg. So he has the ability to be a nice chunk play gainer, you know, may not be the 50 yard touchdown run guy, but he'll be a, a back that can hit a 20 to 25 yard run with the ease. And, you know, and, and that's what you're looking for in the NFL games. One that could be a, a big playmaker. And uh, the fact that he didn't get that invite uh, to a bigger bowl game, which is fine because, you know, it's a weird, unique situation. He's not technically a senior, um, but he did play in a college gridiron showcase 
um, are a tropical bowl and, and, and is one of those backs that has been on the, the pro radar for two years now. And he has a lot of those skills that Josh Johnson has uh, for UL Monroe. It's funny, Emery. I'm going to read you what Matt emailed me, okay? Because we were, we were emailing. Matt said, I like Jaquan Hardy the best. But I'll roll with uh, Jermaine Martin from North Carolina A&T as worth mentioning as well because, you know, Matt wanted to have a different name than the same guy as you, Emery. But you like Matt. You like Jaquan Hardy as well. Absolutely. You know, and this is a guy that came back from a meniscus tear. Like 80% of his meniscus was torn a couple of years ago. He's got had some fumble issues, but it seems like that he's corrected some of those. And, and he's a guy that just never says die. I mean, he when you see him run – you see him move piles, but at the same time, he can avoid people as well. He has that short area quickness that you're looking for. And I mean, really, my small school standout should just be Emory Hunt. He's he was a running back, and he's always been doing the standouts with you know with small school guys. But but yeah, Jermaine Martin is a guy that's decisive. He's got that nice bubble in terms of you know the development in terms of his lower body and strength. He seems to have nice burst. I see a lot of decisiveness from him and the ability to get into that secondary and do damage. Um, so he's a guy that I also find intriguing. All right. So one thing I, I want to bring up before we wrap up the show is just the fact that neither one of you guys had Travis Etienne as your top back. It sounds like he's going to be maybe in the same situation he was in a year ago, maybe a little bit worse. Emery, I'll let you start. I mean, I, I thought he might have been the best back last year, according to some people, or at least in the mix for it. Your thoughts on ETN, did it help him at all coming back? I think it helped him from a receiving standpoint. You know, he got to develop a little bit more. So in the passing game, he wanted to showcase that and was able to do so this year at Clemson. He's still a top back. I still have a pretty good grade on him uh, because he has something that you just can't coach or develop, and that's legit home run speed. He also has a second important trait, which is the fact that he's from Louisiana that we talked about earlier. (laughs) (laughs) But in all seriousness, this is a dude that has home run speed. I think him in an offense uh, like Miami or the Jets, that need someone in the backfield that's a game breaker, he would be perfect. Uh, or even some place like Pittsburgh where they need someone, even though they have a McFarland, but you get someone like Etienne that has, you know, a little bit more, you know, down to down experience than McFarland does. I think that's some good places for him. So again, I like his game. I just think that, you know, Najee Harris has a more, you know, pro ready type package than Etienne. Well, listen, he's in my top three. He just didn't happen to be my top guy. And I thought this season absolutely helped him because he wouldn't have been in my top three, maybe even in my top five last year, just because I didn't think that he understood the maturity that you need to have to make decisions in down and distance situations where you can't bounce plays outside. You can't try and make cutbacks. You can't try and make reversals of field that he would lean on with his immense athletic ability. And this year, he showed a lot greater maturity to just take what was there sometimes in situations where you're backed up in your own end zone or it's a, you know, it's a down and distance situation where trying to go for that home run play isn't going to help your team if you fail. And now it's third and 12. 
And I think that he was he did a lot better job of that, showing decisiveness in the middle of the feet, you know, in between the tackles. He he showed he showed the type of toughness that I was looking for from a runner. Obviously, had that great breakaway skill. Um, you know, showed me a little bit of what you're looking for from that. You know, that, like that Chris Johnson, Reggie Bush kind of thing is your high end look of a player like Etienne, and then your mid range guy might be guys like Marlon Mack. You know, I think he's a better player than Marlon Mack, um, and I think he's a more mature player. But last year, I would have put him closer to Mack when Mac came out at USF because Mac had that same thing that, that there wasn't a, a perimeter that he wasn't drawn to like a magnet until, you know, about a year and a half of tutelage with Frank Gore um, helped out with that. And then he became a, a much more decisive, mature downhill guy. Check out that man on Twitter at Matt Waldman. Check out the rookie scouting portfolio. Of course, make sure you follow Emery on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. You subscribe to Football Game Plan on YouTube and most importantly, footballgameplan.com slash 2021 draft guide. The time is now. I cannot wait to get my hands on mine. It's going to be awesome. I'll get reading for the next couple months, going through all of Emery's different profiles of Division 7 guys and everybody else. It'll be absolutely awesome. Make sure, by the way, you subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL, so you can always watch this entire show, the highlight clips from this show, and all the other shows as well. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.